0: You know when you're praising God?
1: <laughs> Amish revival. Warm up your potato and not your revelation. <laughs> and coffee off of the angel next to you when it comes to worship. <laughs> and go up the Sephiroth. <laughs> Amen.
0: It shifts the atmosphere too. And <laughs> you can you know, warm up your potato in the microwave in a different Instant
1: atmosphere. glory. man. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you, Lord, for shifting the mindsets tonight through your holy word. Thank you for fresh ruah infusing every soul at the sound of my voice. The ruah of Jesus Christ is the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. You know, the Bible says it'll never stop. It is written, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh continuously and eternally. Which means it's only a matter of time before the nefesh, which is all flesh, is cooperating with the Ruah. See, that's Satan's time clock. That's the end times. What's the end times? The end of Satan's time and the beginning of what? Eternity. Eternity means there's no more time. When you're in the kingdom, you're in eternity. You're not in time. You're over time. You're in the realm of glory, the realm of God.
1: The realm of glory.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So his time is short. Isn't that what's written? The red dragon was thrown down by Prince Michael, book of Revelation, and woe to the inhabitants of old earth, that's exactly what it says, because Satan has been thrown down into the old earth. What's the old earth? The man who is created from the dust. Those dwelling in the dust, or those dwelling in the dirt, have seen a great light. It is written, Messiah, bright morning star. So if you don't go into that light, go into that new world called the kingdom of heaven, you will perish with he who's been thrown down into the old world. The old world, or the old first heavens, old Malkut, old Klippoth, the seven mountains of the horror Babylon that the dragon sits on, and the, the rider of the beast, which is the horror of Babylon in Revelation, all of that, guys, is old earth. So the Bible says that that old earth or old religion has become the house of every unclean bird and foul bird and every beast of the field that is unclean, which means every demon, every evil spirit, all religion, all lust, all pride, everything of sin and wrongdoing, all of it, all that stubbornness of the old man, it's all dust, it's all dirt. Satan has been thrown down into the dust and the dirt of the old Adamic man who is created from dirt. Now this is what the Bible says. 1 Corinthians 15. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go into verse 43. The body is sown in decay but will be raised in immortality. Just say, he's talking about me.
1: He's talking about me.
0: You're going to be raised in immortality if your body is sown in decay. Well, we're trying to fix the body. Heal me, heal me, heal me. God's saying, no, I don't think so. We're going to raise you in immortality in a new body. Let that old body, the old earth, pass away through crucifixion with Christ, the altar of fire before his throne, and you'll be raised in immortality. Religion is trying to fix the old Adamic man who was hewn from the dust instead of Embracing the new creature in Christ. And we all do it, but it's witchcraft, and that's what's wrong with everybody. It's called
1: Dead Nefesh Ministries. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs>
0: Potent Sorcery, Babylon the Great. The put, body is sown in decay.
1: Put off the old grave clothes.
0: It will be raised in immortality. Now. Whoa. It'll be raised in glorification. Now. Verse 44. It is sown in weakness. But it'll be raised in power. Now, that's one of our problems. I've noticed this, that guys don't like to appear weak. We're all flexing our muscle on the freeway, revving our engines. You look at the neighbor driving next to you. You He looks like he wants to cut your head off because he's got a different car than you. What is wrong with us? The competition, the envy, the strife of the animal, of the flesh, is so out of order of God's original design, you can literally call it living in hell because it's the truth anyhow. But the Bible says in order to share in his power, you must be sown in weakness. This is where you deal with the pride, the stubbornness, everything that resists the lamb nature. Guys, you are the bride of the lamb. It's not being weak, it's being strong. Picking up your cross and being sacrificial of the self nature and its protection of pride, its protection of self power. What is self power? Satan. Demons, the the power of the animal is the power of Goliath. Doesn't get more demonic than that than being a physical demon. Okay, so he had he was the champion of the Philistines or the champion of lust, and he had all the flesh power. That flesh power symbolized in Goliath has to be sown as dead works, dead pride, dead stubbornness, in order for there to be a resurrection of spiritual power. 1 Corinthians 15.44 If you want God's power, you must sow your power. If you want God's humility, you must sow your pride. It's not optional. All He requires is that you work on it a little bit more every day. He knows you can't do it in one day. That's why His disciples were not overnight apostles. It was three and a half years of 24-7 discipleship of correcting, chastising, rebuking, and training in Jesus Christ, the Messiah King's righteousness, and even then, they had all kinds of shortfallings, but they could conduct and channel measurements of Jesus' ruah. Wait in Jerusalem until you receive my strength. It is written, power from on high. It will infuse you because you're weak, you're cowardly. Peter had just denied him three times, and he hadn't done any ministry. He's bowing to a young girl at the temple. Aren't you one of the Galileans your your dialect gives you away? No, not me. Got someone else wrong. He's afraid of a little kid, guys. He's afraid of a little kid. He's bowing and cringing in fear to children. Just a child there. Oh my God, no. Don't tell anyone. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. You've never seen me before. I don't know this man. That's what he said. I don't know him. But he did know him. He just denied him. What does that mean? The weakness of the flesh. It's like you've been around Jesus, Almighty God, for three and a half years, and you won't identify him because you're afraid of a little kid. Yeah. So, I mean, that really reveals the power of the old man. It's not just Peter. It's you it's all of us it's every single one of us we have all denied him in our old Adamic man and he still loved us and he has produced in us a new man one new man Christ in us there's only one Christ in the born again race only one there isn't two there isn't a black Jesus a white Jesus a red Jesus or a yellow Jesus there is the king of glory Jesus there is the angel of Yadhe Vavhe, vav Jesus and there is none other and he's in an everyone who is making progress against their old Adamic dust nature. The body is sown in decay, but will be raised in immortality. It is sown in humiliation. Have you sown yourself in humiliation? But it will be raised in glorification. It is sown in weakness. What does it, be, what does it mean to be sown in weakness? to be crucified of your Adamic strength with Jesus Christ. Pride is the rejection of being crucified to your Adamic strength with the Lamb of God. That you have denied him like Peter, repent and, and die to your Adamic power. If you don't die to Adamic power, guess what Adamic power is now? All of it given over to the Red Dragon to destroy the old Adamic race, And that's 70 root nations forever into the lake of fire and don't think there's much time left. Why? The Bible says he is so angry because he knows his time is very short. Whose time? Satan working in the dust of the old Adamic nature. Very short is what the Bible says. And we can shorten it by speeding his coming by embracing the new creature. That is Christ in you. The new creature is entirely new. There isn't any part of the old dust nature. It's not even hewn from the same dirt and dust. You can't even call yourself mud men anymore. You can't even call yourself created from the dust of the earth. It's wrong identification with a wrong race. It's true. You're identifying with something that God has anathema through His crucifixion on the cross, into the lake of fire, now you're born again. To be born again is to no longer be in the old Adamic race, in the 70 root nations of the Tower of Babel, with all their confused tongues, and everyone living out of their own opinions, of their own separation from God, and everyone's right with their own different relationships with God. It's all anathema. In that system is all the fallen angels. In fact, The earthly dust version of Christianity is the chief of that system. Because why? Why is it the chief? I know this is true because the Bible says the Antichrist comes in the guise of Christ. Or the Antichrist or the chief power of the kingdom of hell comes in the guise of Christianity. So you know it's the chief of all those systems in Cain's tree in the garden. And the reason why it is the chief of all the works of Satan and his angels in the world is because it's the closest to the truth, therefore the most deceiving. Fallen angel rank is based on the level and ability of deception. So the closest to the truth, but yet still being false light, false Holy Spirit, false Jesus is chieftain or principality in the kingdom of hell. And that's what you wrestle until you have that stuff all burnt out of you. So, therefore, you need higher revelations to have greater separations from Satan and his angels today. Amen. So.
1: Yeah, on that note, I've met Satan a small handful of times. And what has struck me as interesting is that he's exactly the same as the way people describe their Jesus who came into Red Letter Ministries and betrayed and manifested the, you know, that first they may have seen, like, you know, nice people, they like the glory, you know, they read the Bible, you know, they're all about, you know, all cosmic revelation, but their description of their Jesus is exactly like the like Satan from my encounters with him it's they're exactly the same now isn't that interesting but it's the truth anyhow
0: yeah counterfeit Jesus is the antichrist no that will be the falling away and I gotta tell you guys the falling away you're already in the midst of it it's not a future event it's a current event That's the current event. Jesus said the falling away would be the giving and the taking in marriage, like the days of Noah, where everyone's running around laterally instead of arising and resurrecting vertically. So, your whole life, you've been in the midst of it. And all the distractions and temptations to be earthly instead of heavenly, that's the great falling away. I mean, you've already, if you've been around RLM for 10 years, you have seen the great falling away of like a hundred thousand souls. Truth anyhow. And so it's significant. And God is going to raise up a people that won't be distracted or worldly or identify with the old Adamic nature whatsoever anymore, that they will be a new company of one new man in the Christ nature without compromise, without Satan, without the dust, without the deception, without the confusion. Their whole identification will be in him. Now this is something he was telling me today. If you look at Jesus right now, just close your eyes and look at Jesus. Some of you, it will help you to close your eyes because your eyes are not sanctified. So the Holy Spirit can impart vision into your eye sockets. As it is written, His eyes flashed with fire. So let the flashing fire of your Master and King, Jesus Christ, be imparted into your eye sockets to see Jesus. The pure in heart will see Jesus, whose purity is purity based on. Jesus Christ is imparting purity in your hearts so that your eyes can see Jesus. And every other thing that you see right now when you close your eyes, that's what you're wrestling against in the dust, in the old Adamic nature. Some of you will be so distracted, you'll have to look at your cell phones, you'll think about your kids, some of you will think about money, The first image that comes to your mind when you close your eyes in the midst of this Shekinah cloud of glory reveals the gods that are blocking you from seeing him. What does it mean to bear his image? It means it's the image that appears in your mind when you close your eyes in the glory realm. Maybe not your glory realm, but someone else's who's paid a price to walk on sapphire stones and bring down the glory from heaven. The glory comes down from heaven as it's called the fathering of lights in Scripture. So he's the father of glory, is the father of Shekinah lights that comes down from heaven. And it's good and it's perfect and it's undefiled and it's pure. And you want that to infuse your mind, the living room of your brain. And idols, which are reptiles and different snakes and stuff you'll have a choice to bring it into the fire and burn it tonight. He's going to purify and clarify your minds because without a purified and clarified mind, you'll be distracted and led astray by the snakes living in your living room constantly. You won't even be able to focus on Jesus. You won't be able to pray. You could watch Shadrach's four-day prayer series a hundred times it won't help you, because your living room is dirty. So you need to have the fire of God burn out the enemy in the image-bearing of your foreheads. Image-bearing is right in the center of your forehead. As it's written, I will write my name, the name of Jesus Christ, upon their foreheads. So it's written four times, Mark of the Beast only once in the book of Revelation. So whose name is in your forehead? What is the name? A nature. What's the nature? image romans 1 images of what birds beasts reptiles we say oh there's none of those there's no worldliness in your forehead you close your eyes and it's like a total whiteout can you close your eyes and it's so bright in there that your eyes squint you know that's the sign of the shekinah that's how it's meant to be when the word of god is written upon your minds according to hebrews it's not a dead letter what makes it dead no shekinah it's a living word what makes it alive Light, Shekinah, Mm -hmm. true light.
1: Can we look at the picture of the four with the lightning?
0: (laughs) The four with the lightning.
1: Yeah, the four, the ephod.
0: Ooh, the sapphire video. Yes. Right here.
1: You need it, you need it. (laughs) you gotta make room for the glory. Make room for the Shekinah lightning emanations of... The glory of Jesus Christ inside your spirit flooding out. What good are sapphire stones and the knowledge of sapphire stones if you would take those good things that come down from God and use them apart from his shekinah glory? <laughs> just the <laughs> stolen emanations? No. Oh, that would be the golden calf idolatry. In the sand, and the whoredom. Maybe you're coming out of great darkness, but you need to make room in your heart, and your mind, for the Shekinah, blazing, lightning fire, the emanations of God Most High, a priestly bride, with the ephod, with all twelve stones working, connected, not separated, perfectly gathered, the gathering of the sapphire stones, the raising up of your Malkut will be when you get your voice back, Maybe something's taken your voice. Well, I can talk, I can argue, yeah. But some of you are missing your true voice. And you'll find it at the elevation of your Malkut. What do I mean, your Malkut?
2: Hmm.
1: That sapphire stone DNA design Is inside each and every one of you together corporately you know it's the big one the body of Christ but each one of you has that pattern within so it's your own personal circumcision that allows you to go up The big one. Jesus Christ is already perfect. You don't need to fix Jesus. You need fixed. I need fixed. We need cosmic circumcision. And to be able to restore the temple of sapphire stones in the second heavens you will not have the ability to move those stones or light them unless the ones within you are circumcised and full of light. How can your eye be single and full of light? By overcoming the bone throne of Satan, of Dat, the dead letter of the law of Moses that kills by fallen angel principalities and cosmic places? and your wisdom and understanding, your Hagma and Bina are one. How are they one? When Bina receives that emanation of pure Shekinah, light, lit, liquid, lightning, living, fire, water, when the river is flowing, they're connected, they're one, they're full of light not separated but one the lord your god is one one god you will love the lord your god with all your heart with all your mind all your soul and all your strength and you'll go up sapphire stones at what rate the rate of your own personal circumcision that is what it takes to be made new by every revelation given to you. You could store up revelation like wheat in a barn. Just storing up, storing up, never giving out. Storing up, storing up. Never planting seed, never sowing seed, never baking bread to give to others. Just hoarding knowledge According revelation, is it living in you? If you abide in him, and he abides, his word abides in you by the engravings of the living word of God through sapphire, stone, circumcision, then you ask anything of him. And he'll give it to you. Why? Because your will, your Keter, crowned with lightning, as you take that step of faith from Hakma to Keter, you're not just going with your own Bina understanding, not just your own wisdom, not even just the wisdom that's perfect that came down from above, something more than that. the will of the Father. Even if it goes beyond what I understand or what I've received or the perfect things from God. If I am a fool for Christ's sake, I'll take a step as long as it's the lightning electric impulse of holiness, of the Holy Spirit, the Shekinah glory, the seven spirits of God, blazing like a menorah lamp, like that priestly ephod inside of you. First, whatever stone you're standing on for that next rung. You just look down at all the ones that are full of lightning below you that you have so far and raise it up towards you. And use that power in your agreement with the perfect will of God. Not my will, but your will be done. And you take that step into agreement with the soul of the Father. First, in your mind, you start to agree and then you crucify those things that came into your mind and let it penetrate through your heart, go down into your spirit, and you let that seed go into that earthen vessel and die so it can sprout in hopes that and trust that a new life will be born that from the death of even that perfect thing, even the death of Isaac, something greater will come forth. The binding of Isaac to the altar.
2: Hmm.
1: And that readiness to slay that promise. Why? Because of the will of the Father. Trusting that he can raise from the dead. So you let it die. You let it be sown in that earthen vessel, in humiliation of the weakness of the flesh, the infirmity of the flesh. trusting that God is able to raise that promise from the dead. A transfigured spirit, a transfigured soul, and in the twinkling of an eye, twinkling of the eyes, transfigured flesh,
0: It is sown in weakness, but raised in power, transfigured flesh. If there is a physical body, there is also a spiritual body. For it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam became the life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual didn't come first. The natural came first, then the spiritual. 1 Corinthians 15 47. The first man was from the dust of the earth. Okay? That's everything marked for slaughter in your spirit. Dust man spirit, dust man soul, dust man mind, dust man flesh. God's not saving that. He's terminating that because He has a new second, the second Adam. Check it out. The first man was from the, the dust. The second man is yad vave. So it's written the second man is yad he vave. Born being born again is being second man. So it's a yad he vave spirit. It's a yad he vave soul. It's a yad he vave mind. It's a yad he vave flesh. Holy nefesh of Yadhe Vavhe, mm-hmm. same flesh, cut from the same flesh as Jesus Christ, progressively going into the second man. That is your journey in Christ. So, all that you war against is the first man stuff. That's it. Now, who's thrown down into the first man stuff? Satan was thrown down into the first man stuff. So, what are most people wrestling against? And they say it's oh, it's. It's the demons and my spiritual warfare and it's so hard and it's so difficult. I tell you the truth, it's all first man stuff. So what is the breakthrough? Transitioning into second man stuff. Second man stuff don't have any demons. Second man stuff has no dust. Second man stuff is perfectly and totally invincible. That's what it says here. Immortal. Untouchable. 1 Corinthians 15, it's immortal, it's glorified, it's perfectly protected. The enemy can't do anything, I tell you the truth, anything to the second Adam. The issue is, we have not transitioned into second Adam existence. That's the body of Christ. We claim body of Christ, we got doctrine about body of Christ, and we think we're body of Christ. You know, it's not about thinking in your head. So are you. It's about thinking in your heart. So are you. It is written. You know, as you think in your head, that's hypocrite. As you think in your heart, that's the real you. You're spirit man. (laughs) So what do we need to be second Adam first? The judgment of the invisible person of the spirit man. A lot of people are so carnal and first man, they can't even identify their own spirit to separate their own spirit from their own soul right now. So, here is what the Lord says. Your spirit is your thought life. When you close your eyes, the thoughts that pass through your heart and mind, that is the quality and the cut and the clarity of your eternal spirit right now. You say, oh man, a lot of people, I saw what some people were seeing, and there was idols and some were seeing demons, some were seeing Jesus. A lot of people were seeing absolutely nothing. It was just like blank darkness. Just nothing there. We know what that means? That second Adam is not there, guys. Second Adam is not there. That the mind in darkness is separated from second Adam. So we need to be transfigured by the renewing of our mind, by the washing of the water of the word, to get into second Adam. How do we get into second Adam? We have a ritual to perform. Give me five steps, brother. No, he gives you his word. Second Adam is the word of God, Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords. Second Adam is the word, not the dead letter, the living word. What makes it alive? Shekinah. So when you close your eyes, you can see how much of the second Adam's mind, which you need in order to hear and obey, you've got to have his light in your mind, otherwise, you'll listen to every other spirit in the garden. You'll eat from every other tree in the garden you follow every other christian christianity and other every other jesus and every other holy spirit in the garden until jesus the word the torah of the father is written and inscribed in your mind there's not even true light in people's minds their minds are full of cobwebs and confusion they're like always saying i don't know i don't why why don't you know him why does a believer say i don't know him by their own confession Success, you know in the red letters, is knowing Him. Can you close your eyes and know Him in the light of His Word? So now, in His light we see light. What does that mean? Engage in Shekinah of the Word. What is that called? Fellowship with God. You know what your daily bread is? What is the bread? I am the bread that's come down from heaven. Fellowship in the Word of the Father, Jesus Christ, the bread of heaven. And putting that into your mind. Putting that into your ears. And loving it more than yourself, or your daily routine, or all of the tasks at hand, and allowing fresh glory, fresh light, fresh bread from heaven to fill your spirit, soul, mind, and strength. This light can go out in you. This light is only burning to the measure that the bread of heaven is received. What happens if you don't? Eat? If you don't eat, you die. What is dying? Ecclesiastes says the candle goes out in the eyes. You choose. The light of the menorah, candle of the bread of heaven, burning in your eyes. If there's none in there, then all the priorities of your inner man are outside of Jesus Christ, and yet you claim that He is your God, but He's not evident inside your soul or your mind or your eyes. The light is the window, the window of the soul is the light of the Word of God. People should be seeing our eyes and freaked out because they look inside a window, literally into Shekinah. They say, man, you've got to be like an alien or something. Are people freaked out, intimidated, shocked when they look into your eyes? Because your eyes are a window. They need to be. The standard is Jesus in his perfected, glorified state because we're his second Adam body.
1: Yeah, the people where we live, they call us space people. Some of them downstairs, they call us the space people. He says there's
0: stars flashing in his eyes in Revelation 1 fire what is the second adam's eyeballs flashing stars of fire revelation one
1: i remember when i when i first moved (laughs) here they're like and i told oh yeah i'm moving here like all right another space person we need it and i was like these people were getting baked in the glory (laughs) like they don't watch joel's bar i don't even they just live near him and they get baked in that glory. Like, Another space person. All right. We need it. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's, that was okay. So funny. <laughs> funny.
0: Yeah, we have a reputation. That's for sure.
2: <laughs>
0: you know, they, they said all kinds of crazy stuff about Jesus too. Why? They couldn't understand his Torah. And oh. if you don't understand his Torah, you'll make up something in your animal nefesh. Some of it's really ugly. Some of it's just straight up demonic. Other stuff is just the animal in its inability to understand divine concepts. Which is mostly what you're dealing with human beings that can't comprehend God. <laughs>
1: yeah, you need spiritual intelligence to understand spiritual things. But if you're stuck in the old nefesh under the rock mineral level that might be the, that might be the source of frustration why you cannot comprehend the spiritual things. You're going to have to Learn how to fight and learn how to eat for your spirit. If you're not filled with the spirit, you're going to want to use the commandments of the New Testament to crucify your flesh and be in the place of prayer and repentance so that you can receive the grace to repent so that you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then from there, you start to overcome mineral level, vegetable level. Animal level sins, right? Idle chatter, slander, all those kinds of things.
0: Distraction.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah, that—that's a squirrel. Huh? Where? That's the animal level.
0: Instead of scroll, you get squirrel.
1: Squirrel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Truth. So Rebecca was talking about earlier having a voice in Malkut. So black Malkut is
1: the black speech of Mordor.
0: it's the the adamic dust of the old man and it's that old cain world that world was given to cain it's the kingdom of hell you have no future in it let it burn off you today and she talked about bringing forth the voice of new malkut which is the first step of making progress in the light in your flesh and in your mind and in your soul and in your spirit when you walk with jesus christ after you're born again you walk into a new earth Truth, anyhow. So, what is the voice of the new earth in your first step as a born-again Christian? Bible tells you the voice of the wilderness is the spirit of Elijah, who is Sandalphon. Transfigured angel of Elijah's name is Sandalphon. Sandalphon is where you receive your voice after you're born again. This is the first step that you take out of old earth into new earth once Jesus Christ is confessed and believed upon in your hearts. Then, now what does Elijah train you in? How to speak in the living waters. What are waters for? Mm. What's the function of waters? Oh, just the water park. No, it's to bring forth fruit. It's to bring forth the seed of the Word of God in your heart by watering the garden.
1: Irrigation.
0: (laughs) It's the irrigation system of the seed of the Word of God. That's the first step Of going out of the old Adamic earth, black Malkut, where most believers are captive of Satan right now, truth anyhow, into white Malkut, new earth. New earth is first step even before you go into the moon. Truth anyhow, you'll have to overcome the Adamic dust man and live in Malkut without that old man's nature in the earth realm before you even begin ascending. Why? Because the Bible tells you. Where is it written? Hebrews 6. Must have the elementary, what is it called? Foundations. What's the foundations of sapphire stones? The lowest rung, earth. It's a foundation stone. Chief cornerstone, king of all the earth, Jesus Christ. If you don't have new earth realities in your flesh, your brain, your soul, your heart, your feelings, your emotions, and your whole spirit, man... You can't rise from there because that's in chaos and confusion by the mixture of the dust of the first man. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual didn't come first. You deal with the natural first, then the spiritual, which means you're first going to deal with your natural earth situation. That's why you're no longer in a counterfeit crack house. Now you're in the crack toast house of God You're no longer in the bars. You're now in the bars of God drinking sapphire wine with angels. And so the natural realm has shifted around you from darkness to light in the natural. Now the spiritual begins to transform afterwards. The first man was of the dust of the earth. So you get the dust off your natural man. Cleaning up the earth. Cleaning up your apartment. Cleaning up your car. Cleaning up your kids. So they're You know, not just eating out of dumpsters. Your kids are now can sit at the table and eat with spoons. There's a cleaning of the natural. It's true. There's a cleaning of the dust of the earth. Then you come into the cleaning of the spirit man. That is the first transition. You know it's true. After you're born again, you begin to clean up your natural life because that's the progression of scriptural growth. And once it's cleaned up, now what? Don't just stay there. Most believers stay there in the clean state of their earth state. Now you need to go up in a spirit state in the resurrection of glorification. The glorification comes after the earth is taken care of in your lives. Amen. Glorification comes with what? 2 Corinthians 3.18? By the Spirit of the Lord, we go from glory to glory. What's glory to glory? Dimension to dimension, elevation to elevation, it is written. What is it compared to, comparing it to? Moses. Okay? Second Corinthians chapter 3 is the glorification of wisdom of Moses, of what Moses pioneered, now what we fulfill in Christ. It's not in competition. There's no strife between Moses and the Lamb. It's the fulfillment of Moses not coming down just off a natural mountain with the fading glory. Now learning Mount Zion in you, Jesus Christ, the mountain of sapphire stones, to go from glory to glory, the Bible calls it, ever-increasing Shekinah. So first and foremost, the earth realm gets cleaned up, then you get God inside-minded. Only if you recognize the fullness of yad Vavhe vav in your own spirit. Can you even attempt to rise on invisible Mount Zion? The Holy Spirit is not here like a white dove to perch on your head or your shoulder and whisper into your ear like a parrot. The Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, is here as a mountain. No, no. Holy Spirit is the kingdom.
1: Para, paraclete, not parakeet.
0: Uh, Amen.
1: Huge <laughs> difference. We got a pet
0: parrot on our shoulder. We think it's the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost today is Mount Zion in your bellies if you're God inside-minded. If you're not God inside-minded, you're bewitched, which means your natural earth realm has not even been cleaned up yet. The sanctification and clearing out, cleaning up, clarifying the earth, you're still in old earth. You're still living under the dust of the earth. You're still living in the Adamic man, which means Jesus Christ first begins In the natural man, after you're born again, you deal with all the natural disciplines of Christianity. Every single one of you did. You now have the conviction to have a natural discipline to no longer sin. They trained you. Every sermon you listen to, every teaching you listen to, now it's to clean up your life in the realm of the natural. Now it's cleaned up. Now there's an order. Now there's a natural discipline. Now we go into Jesus from there. And from there, we get the voice of the wilderness. It's still called voice of wilderness. Why? Because it's the voice of earth. Earth is wilderness. Truth in yeah. I don't care what rung of earth you stand on. It's called wilderness in Scripture. Now, wilderness, the voice of it is Elijah. Why? Because it's the lowest resting place of the river of life in the path of lightnings and the path of angels that you shall you shall see nathaniel the path of angels rising and descending upon the son of man you will see the way of the river descending and ascending upon the son of man upon second adam so first you're going to see in the wilderness, you begin to see the river and speak it in the spirit and power of Elijah. That is when spiritual transfiguration begins in your Christian lives. Now as your faithful steward of the spirit and power of the river of life that is Elijah. What does he do? He makes straight the way of the Lord. Now we have often understood that as lateral. Why? Because no one has showed us the way. The truth is, the children of righteousness are predestined for day on the third day. A day is as a thousand years. What day is it? The third day. For it's been 2,000 years since Jesus Christ. He said, On the third day, I'm going to raise up the sons of the kingdom. That's red letters now. On the third day, the sons of righteousness will arise like Jesus himself. They're predestined, they're foreordained. They're called to show you the vertical way, the narrow way, the straight way that begins in new earth with Elijah and the river. No one who is unfaithful to the living waters on earth could ever rise from the dead.
1: Yeah, he came in the earth and died. He took his body... His body went into the earth, and on the third earth day, natural day, he he rose, his body rose. (laughs) And then he went up, and so then he sent his spirit. And then his spirit came down, and when you come down to the earth, it's like a death. He said, stay here and wait. Well, didn't the Holy Spirit enter into dead vessels? What's the animation of life that you have working in you? How can you even take another breath and breathe and live if it were not for Christ, who fills and upholds all things? And he poured out his spirit, and his spirit went into the people in those bodies. When you came down from heaven, when God knit you together in your mother's womb, and you go through that portal, and you go down into the earth, and you go down into that earthen vessel, very tiny, just a very tiny egg that's been fertilized, It's a little light, little tiny gingerbread man, and then God sews you together with that silver cord. He knit you together in your mother's womb. Why is it that you need life after you've been born in the earth? (laughs) It's like being dead. Everyone needs a savior, a resurrection. You must be born again. So then why would you come into the earth then? You trust and love. There's a price you pay coming into the earth, leaving heaven. Why was it worth it? Why is it that you can't bring all those memories with you? What happened to all the souls in the the container of souls, in the great cosmic container of souls before they were born? What happened when Lucifer fell? That song of discord affected souls when Adam fell. Let's say there's a male, just naturally in the earth. Because we can have Solomonic wisdom and learn from the shadows of this earth. Inside of a man, you have the seed, the sperm. And in biblical literature, if you've read the Bible, which most of you have read the Bible... It talks about the patriarchs, the, the seed that came from them. They referred to it as that person was still inside of this person. We came from their seed. It's that natural DNA bloodline hmm. through sperm seed genetics. Why is it counted as, you know, so-and-so tithed to Melchizedek? Because, you know, Levi was in the loins of so-and-so. So technically they gave to Melchizedek, they tithed. So, there's all those understandings. So, if you were a soul, you were a soul, I knew you before I knit you together in your mother's womb. God knew you in heaven already before you came here. This is not a new story. You understood that when you came into the earth and you died in that earthen vessel, you would not have memories or you would not have most, some. there's ways to get back your memories, but you would not have memory of what you went through before you came here, what happened in heaven. Well, whose cosmic loins were you in to be a soul that can be generated as seed that comes from the male? and the big picture, Everything, everyone comes from the genetic, genetics of the father of lights who created all lights from his loins.
0: The first seed of Adam, the son of God.
1: Yep, And Adam, primordial man. They, we know that they reverted back to Nefesh, but originally they were Neshama, which means a soul hewn from the very throne of God. So that was lost. There was a corruption of the soul DNA. What is soul DNA? We showed you the worlds, the sapphire stones. That is the, the primordial blueprint, the DNA, the pattern in nature of how things are created according to the pattern that Moses was shown in heaven. It's the design of the temple. You are the temple, Jesus said. Why? He came to make it clear. Hmm. To his disciples, not just to everybody, but to his disciples, (laughs) what that meant.
0: According to the pattern above, now it's your your temple, corresponding to the original pattern above of sapphire stones, the celestial temple.
1: Amen. So, Moses was instructed how to erect a temple. Jesus came as high king and priest, high priest, and the zadik of his generation. To instruct on how to construct the temple that was destroyed, not just in the history of Judaism on the earth, flat earth, (laughs) how to rebuild the temple Mm. that was destroyed originally at the curse of the fall.
0: (laughs) Sapphire temple.
1: Now, if the throne of glory is made out of a substance of precious stone or stones, gems, sapphire, if a throne is constructed of a material, those cosmic rock, rock of ages, in the throne, you know, Mm -hmm. sapphire stones and glory, (laughs) I love it. And if that was what the holy neshama that Adam and Eve were originally given was carved out of, hewn like, like a rock from a quarry, but from a throne of glory. And they reverted back to animal nefesh, and they lost that. Then couldn't you say that the temple that Adam and Eve were made out of, of living stone neshama, was destroyed? That pattern of sapphire stones is the temple. You have the outer court. If you look at the pattern, take the master class. We go through this, the outer court, the holy place, and the holy of holies. And it repeats that pattern the closer you go within to return to that original light of the Father. Progressively knowing him by getting to know his nature, these are his attributes, his mercy, his compassion, his love, his judgments, And those engravings, alive in you, help you to understand who he is and to live. It's a living stone, a living word. But to erect the temple, the tabernacle, the temple. Those living stones from, instead of a quarry in a lot somewhere in Texas, A divine throne. Hmm. What is the realm of the throne? Well, Berea.
0: The emerald is the neshama of Jesus from the Father's throne. hmm <laughs>
1: So you're preparing your, with your crowning to receive another layer. When you go to receive that top layer of your Ruah, it's like a It's like the practice graduation, because you receive a spark on Berea of Yetzirah, and it opens up the top of you like a golden lamp of the menorah. And that oil pipes up through you, the oil, fresh oil, that oil press, and it prepares for you to receive that spark, and layer upon layer, Ruah upon Ruah is added to you. That you're just overflowing with Ru'ah, the dash of God Most High, through your soul. And as you take a step into the will of God, beyond wisdom and understanding is the lightning crown of the Father, the name of the Father, his name above his word, his name above his word. Lightning, unexplainable. How can we begin to understand, have the wisdom to understand the lightning crown mm. of Shekinah glory emanating? Haven't you heard the stories? They go to the throne room, they get raptured. There go the lightnings from the, well, and the lightnings start coming out and everyone jumps in having to try and get hit by them. It's the, oh. that coveted moment in the throne room. <laughs> chaos glory of worshiping the Father, the ecstasy of the Mm. lightnings emanating. Oh, oh, I want that one! Jump! boom! get hit by it. It's a pastime in heaven. The prophets will tell you. They've seen it. Mm. I've heard multiple testimonies of that. Oh, yeah.
0: You can see the, the emerald of Jesus Christ's throne. And it's like the centerpiece of the Father's crown, the Keter of the Father. And he wants his uh, sons and daughters to rise to him uh, through perfect Ruah, which is, you'll need to get perfect in the Ruah first, but above the Ruah is the Neshama. And you'll also have a gemstone. You'll have a gemstone throne, just like Jesus Christ. And I can see them, how the Father is going to set them like a crown around his head. And that's why it's written in Scripture, you're his royal diadem. You're the gemstone crown of the Father. You're not in your current state, but you'll become it through obedience and sacrifice and the transfiguration of your old Adamic nature into Christ's risen nature, that glorified nature. Mm. So those are the rewards. It's not just a gemstone. It's literally the headship of the Father of everything created in the seven heavens And that manifestation is the kingship of the sons of God, the kings and priests of earth of Revelation chapter 1. Kingship is when you're a royal diadem or a neshama gemstone of the Father's Keter. (laughs) And that's the world of absolute.
1: And so your neshama goes glory to glory. Where are you going to receive this? Do we have the one where you can see the different worlds? so you can understand how this happens in the journey now. When you are crowned at the top of Yetzirah,
2: hmm.
1: Absolute of Yetzira, when you hit the crown of that, a spark alights, just like in Berea of Yetzira, and the Absolute of Yetzirah alights upon you. An Absolute of Yetzira, it opens up with the oil and that golden menorah lamp and a spark from heaven comes down and it rests gently upon you like the halo of light around the flame of a candle (laughs) and once you're crowned there and you enter Berea that spark that you receive at the crowning of of Yetzirah is your Neshama it's the restoration of the Holy Soul that was lost um, from Adam and Eve Mm -hmm. when they reverted back to the Nefesh. Now the down payment (laughs) you receive the Holy Spirit be faithful with the down payment and make your nefesh subject to the Ru'ah, the Ru'ah of God, the Ru'ah Kakadesh. Now, in the big picture of things, uh, on the left there, you see where Bina is. Can everyone see where Bina is on the left? Just on the left there, take a look at that as in the big picture. Because the picture on the right, this is a pattern, so the pattern repeats itself within itself. You know, a seed within a seed, a pattern within a pattern.
2: Mm-hmm. You see that? Mm-hmm.
1: And you see that in nature, too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, what's the big picture over here? Over mm-hmm. on Malkut, that represents the Nefesh or Asaya. Those six in the middle, the fire rose, the Vav, Hesed through Yassad. That fire rose of the Vav of Tiferet.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Those all together represent Yetzirah on the layers. So for Yet Asaya of Yetzirah, that's represented in Yassad. So when you go into the first Yassad of the world of Asaya, that does not mean you're in Yetzirah. Do you understand what I'm saying? We may have better diagrams in the future. So you already know the Lightning Path because I know you've already studied it so many times by now, most of you. Asaya, the, the very bottom Asaya rung, you go up through the worlds. Each one of these worlds has the pattern that's shown on the left. Right, so you'll do that whole pattern of the lightning path from the bottom to the top. And that is one world. Then you go to the next one, and the bottom to the top. That's the next world. But the big picture, that picture that's on the right, also is the same kind of pattern as on the left. So when we're talking the big picture... Mm -hmm. Malkut represents the Nefesh or Asaya the Fire Rose Vav of Tiferet that means Hesed, Gevra Tiferet, Netza and Hod and Yassad those all represent yetzira. so all those layers of yetzira. you have Yassad which is Asaya of Yetzira. then the two above that why is it the both of them? because it's one level do you see how they're straight across from each other it's like a rung on the ladder like you don't if you grab one rung of the ladder, it's one rung, it's a step, it's not, you know, it's not the next. So then you go, you know, uh, let's see, Asaya of Yetzira, Yetzira of Yetzira, Tiferet represents Berea of Yetzira, and then uh, Gevra and Hesed, those on the big picture, represent Absolute of Yetzira. So this will help you to understand the world. If you're getting ready to go into, like, Absolute of Yetzira. Mm-hmm. No, that realm will be overall kind of like Yetzirah has been, but each layer is is variation, it's different. Yetzirah is distinctly different from Messiah in the kind of things that you deal with mm-hmm. and what you experience. But that last one will have the emanations of Gevra and Hesed in it, and Yetzira as a whole is predominantly the emanations of Hesed through Yassad. You're dealing with the five rows, the valve, the six. That's what you deal with predominantly. And then in the big picture there, because remember, we always skip over to at. You always jump, make the jump through. That's the veil. You go through the veil into the Holy of Holies, represented by the seventh interior mansion. Tabina. Now, when you get into the Holy of Holies, it doesn't the it doesn't work the same with the left. And the right rung. There's like a division there on the side, and I believe that is because you have two cherubim over the Ark. So, in the demon tree, you have two cherubim of Pan and Molech, cherubim of Lust.
0: Mm -hmm. Right there.
1: See that? Now, see those, the evil-looking owl wings of Molech? Pan has many different varieties, but they also have uh, a type of a wing. They make the dark cherubim.
0: Yeah, go to the mineral chart, and you can kind of see here. Let's see, well, that's the mountain range. The mountain
1: range yeah. one, yeah. It'd be like there. It is right there. So, when you get into the Holy of Holies, you deal with the cherubim. Now, if you're ascending, you're dealing with the fall of mankind. So, you're going to deal with the fallen angel nature, circumcised in you to go to the next one. All right, and then let's go to the other, the first chart we had just for the last top of it, the regular chart.
2: Sapphire Worlds? Yeah,
1: Sapphire Worlds. On. So, Bina. Represents the Nishama also. It, because it represents the world of Berea. In each world, one of the original, like, the original world of emanation of Absolute has one of its sapphire stones that predominantly emanates into that one. That's how things are created. But Berea is represented in Bina. That's why, be, before you get uh, into the veil, like, Gevra... And Netzah, Hesed, and, or sorry, Hesed and Gevra, and Netzah and Hod, they're kind of like the rungs on the ladder. It's like, you know, the layers of Yetzirah. But when you go behind the veil, it it's different because you're dealing with the cherubim. One on the left, one on the right. So on the left, Berea, you're dealing with that side. And that's the whole world of Berea. It, it, things are so massive. In this world, it takes up that whole thing. By the time you get to in the big picture of Hakma, that's the world of absolute. Well, then, what is Keter? You might be wondering. If that's all the four worlds, what's Keter? You wanna show the olive. The name of God is Yadhe Vavhe. Yad, we know, is Hakma yod hey hey is Bina, Vav is the fire-rose, and final hey is that Shekinah, Malkut, at the bottom, where the moon and the earth meet. The Aleph is the breath when he opens his mouth to speak his name as a breath before the sound.
0: So I think, um, with all this understanding and learning lately... You can kind of draw the conclusion of the book of Revelation. What is it then? If all this stuff is in Revelation, moon, sun, stars, continuously, what is Revelation? Christian Kabbalah. Absolute truth anyhow. (laughs) So getting uh, the devil off of the heavens and the second heavens the book of Revelation is taking back the promised land from dark sorcery. And it's really what it is, is what Jesus Christ called it in Revelation 2 and 3. He called it synagogue of Satan. Now, why would he say that? He's the king of the Jews. Why would he say that? Because they're using the second heavens, the Sephirot, in a perverted, fallen angel form of Kabbalah. It's not Kabbalah what they practice. Christians don't understand any of this stuff because they've never learned righteousness. You've learned the elementary things for 2,000 years. Now... Your father in heaven has transitioned the church age into the kingdom age. And in the kingdom age, you have just begun in this generation to learn something called righteousness. This is the beginning of learning righteousness. Righteousness is the confrontation of wickedness on earth. No, in the heavens. And the heavens are what make earth every day. The earth is the last overflow of everything going on in the heavens. So if you want to change the earth, you can't do it from below. Church age, that's what we've been doing. Like going around Hitties Bardia in the wilderness of the earth for 2,000 years, thinking we're going to change the world We're the covenant people, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I mean, it's, it's true. You just don't understand anything about righteousness. Righteousness, Daniel 12, 3, is shining or teaching the stars of the heavens. It is written, they will shine as the stars in the heavens forever why because they taught righteousness and that's exactly what the verse says so you read revelation it's talking about the stars of the heavens it's talking about the sun it's talking about the moon clothed in the sun Dan, uh revelation 12 1 daniel chapter 12 all corresponding to a people that will mature and teach accurately second heaven's realities Second heavens realities, the no-go zone of the charismatic church. We don't go to the second heavens. Well, now we do, because we're not dying in the wilderness. God has opened it up in this generation to learn righteousness, and only through righteousness. Why couldn't they go into the second heavens in any previous charismatic ministry? Why? Because it was not God's time to learn righteousness and to conquer the second heavens. Now it is.
1: Because we rise on the third day. The Spirit came down into the earth and into the dead earth and vessels. What is dead? What is life? Eternal life is to know Him. You're dead to the point that you don't know Him. So He poured out His Spirit. The Spirit came down. It was sown into the earth like a seed into the body of Christ. And now on the third day, we're rising.
0: So, what is righteousness and wickedness? If you read the scripture, that's the final showdown of the climax of the ages. We have had a lot of weird Christian opinions we think are sound doctrine but are total garbage. I tell you the truth, this is the only thing wickedness is. This is how the wicked run the USA in the deep state and their Luciferian Freemasonry. Freemasonry of sorcery. This is exactly how they operate in all sorcery of all nations. Every single nation, including Middle East nations, all Asian nations, African nations, American nations, every single nation operates under the sorcery mm-hmm. of the cliff off.
1: And they have some. This is what they
0: learn in secret societies, guys. Mm-hmm. This is how the world works in reality. This is wickedness, this is arch enemy. Now, the only righteousness that exists to combat wickedness is this. And nothing, I tell you the truth, nothing will even make a dent against wickedness until you get into this, righteousness. Mm -hmm. And most Christians right now call this wickedness. Woe to them who call good evil. It is written, woe to them who call righteousness wickedness. Woe to them. Mm -hmm. Because they're choosing to side with Satan, and you can't even... Come close to the Promised Land, or help anyone advancing God's agenda, unless you esteem this chart as true righteousness. Because only this wisdom, only this righteousness, takes this wickedness out, and that needs to be established. Because it's the truth.
1: That's the size of your cosmic sword. How high you rise? Give me the size of your sword. Amen. So, yeah, and uh, we were just talking about earlier today. Uh, we saw uh, Psalm 63 came on the TV. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. Because your Hesed is better than life. So they're saying that light of Hesed, the Hesed of God, which is a sapphire stone, is better than the Nefesh life. It's better than an earthly life. It's better than life. It's better than vitality. It's better than taking another breath. Now this is, when we're talking about psalms, who's the first person that comes to mind psalms of ascent? David, the Davidic psalms? You have to understand that David, King David, in the Bible, he knew the sapphire stones the inheritance of Abraham. When he wrote the Psalms, he was looking at the sapphire stones. You know, when someone's inaugurated as president, what's one of the first things that happens when they're sworn in? There's a debriefing. You get to be told, you know, there are certain military secrets, secrets of the country, after they're sworn in, things that they didn't know up until they were sworn into office. There are certain things that were given to David as he became king. Now how is it that there are rabbinical historical records of not only him, but his wife Bathsheba, meditating on sapphire stones when they were attempting to engender a child, Solomon? They both had specific truths of sapphire stones in their thoughts, while having intercourse, in order to generate a holy soul, the highest quality soul that could be available for them to have a child was what they were thinking about while they were having sex. Now get that through your animal brain. According to the rabbinical literature, if you just have sex even in marriage, that's better than sleeping with prostitutes, it's, it's a step better. But it's natural, when you walk on sapphire stones, for intimacy to be all about sapphire stones. It's not some weird thing you work up in your brain. Oh, just it's not the I don't know. I can't. The glory I just of the word. Need... It's
0: to create, and what you're creating a child. Mm-hmm. So you probably want the creator in there while you're creating a child.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Otherwise, it might be damned.
1: Yeah, otherwise it might be. If you're suckling from the breasts of Lilith while you engender a child. Let's look at the clip of the picture. When you're thinking animal flesh, lustful thoughts about whatever, and I'm not saying you can't. This is. People are going to manifest. I know people already interpret everything wrong carnally. We had the whole thing about pizzas. This happened this week. I need to repent from the pizzas. I was about to order a pizza. You've
0: had enough pizzas. We've had enough
1: pizzas. <laughs> Some of you have had enough pizzas. You do need a fast pizza. <laughs> Maybe have a salad. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> People are looking at each other in the room. <laughs> all that. The glory
0: of the plants.
1: The glory of the plants. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But if if you're already struggling with lust and things like that, this is why sometimes the souls are watered down when they come into the earth. Like, why are the... people might say, well, we used to have quality souls, like, people had a better work ethic, and you might say it's the government, it's the demon systems, it's religion, yes, it's all those things, but what sin does is it clogs up the Shekinah portal where the the souls come through. The generation of souls is only through sapphire stones. And so when there's that dilution, and if your eyes are on, let's say your eyes are on Belphegor, any of these demons that you're currently serving when you engender children, uh, in the Old Testament, it was more external. The, the qualifications were more of an external thing, so you could have old covenant priesthood and kings, and the ability to go up sapphire stones, more like externally and devotionally, and be able to attain those things. It's a little bit different. Jesus Christ made it real and internal in you know in the spiritual realm to lay the foundations for the rebuilding of the temple that fell when Adam and Eve fell. Mm -hmm. That only could happen through Jesus Christ.
0: It's interesting. In the Old Testament, the Jewish sages said that only one man outside of Israel ever ascended the sapphire stones, Balaam, Mm -hmm. son of Beor, whose eyes were opened. And so he did it in the demonic tree so that everyone in in the New Covenant that's with Satan They all follow after their father, Balaam. That's why Jude talks about Balaam, Mm -hmm. because he's the father of sorcery during the church age, and that's archenemy. So they all learn Balaam's ways in the Klippoth.
1: And now you're practicing sapphire stones because everyone cabals something. So if you're receiving instruction from demonic, even low-level right. spirits...
0: Religionists are all kabbalah
1: <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. They're
0: just ignorant.
1: They just don't know, right? It's, it's without knowledge. So if you're looking at one of these, any one of these levels, it could be Nephilim spirits, you know? Uh, the, the spirits of the dead of the Nephilim. Whatever area or whatever influence is coming into your life, why do you speak the way you speak at work? Why do you carry yourself a certain way? Why do you talk back to uh, authority? Why do you have to always prove a point? All those things that are not fruits of the Spirit, it's because you're serving at demonic altars. And so the sapphire stones in you are not circumcised. How do I know that? If they were circumcised, you'd be standing at a higher rung.
0: Right. It'd be, and that, all, it'd be all this instead of that.
1: Right. And so that's not to condemn you because God... Is concerned with only this. You make progress. You keep making progress toward Him in mm-hmm. sacrifice. You're not, he's not going he, to expect you to be perfect overnight. No one's going to be. Nobody has ever been perfect. So, overnight. circumcision
0: of the new covenant is going from Cliffoth into Sephirot or sapphire mm-hmm. stones. Cliffoth, which means all of the darkness and the demonic influence mm-hmm. in your mind. Uh, Bina, Hakma, uh Dot, mm-hmm. Keter, and Satan's throne, all, all that circumcised. Circumcision of the New Covenant is simply the removing of the dust from the original design that Jesus Christ brings forth from within you.
1: Mm-hmm. It's everything that keeps a planet from being <laughs> a star. Amen. Uh, do we have the one that you can see the actual shapes of the planets? Oh yeah, the uh, mineral, I think. Is it mineral? Yeah. So eventually... The configuration of these changes, the sun is lifted up, the stones gathered together as one, and the configuration changes. Now, the sun in the middle is a star already, but you should have 12 stones that are st- suns, stars, S-U-Ns and S-O-N, suns, stars, sun, planets. Both
0: spiritual and natural, both.
1: So if you remove the dust from Jupiter, uh, that's where the gold is. Well, isn't Gevra gold? Well, yeah, but where did Gever come out of it was within said. They were generated out of Bina, that breath of the Father's mouth out of the lightning crown of the will of God. When he spoke a word and that lightning emanation came forth to bring his word carried by angels, the word of God, yad He, vav He. In the beginning, God created. It says, Bereshit bara Elohim, et, Aleph and the Tav. And what did Jesus say? I'm the Aleph and the Tav. So he was there in the beginning.
0: And it's also uh, Genesis 1, fourth day, stars. Then, only through fourth day, did fifth day, plants and animals bring forth sixth day, human beings. So these are the stars of the fourth day in order to have sixth day, which is you.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that number six of the fire rose, the valve, that generated out of bina. That came out of the, the womb, it's the, the mother, the womb, celestial, cosmic, Jerusalem heavenly Jerusalem, your mother above. You are from this world, I am not of this world, Jesus said. Well, if he was from the world above, representing heavenly Jerusalem, our mother, represented in the sapphire stone of Bina, that means he had a neshama. Mm-hmm. I said, the one who the spirit lands on and remains. Why, with prophecy, prophets in the Old Testament, the spirit of prophecy lights upon them, and then leaves, comes upon them, and leaves. He had the established, the Ruah HaKadosh, the Spirit came upon him, descended on him, he got the water baptism, the Holy Spirit baptism, and he had the Neshama. He says, bring back the Neshama.
0: Mm, amen. Which is bringing back the rulership of Israel.
1: Mm-hmm. That's why he was the cornerstone. He was the first one to bring back that stone into the flesh to build a living temple with. Stone hewn from the... Throne of God, a holy nishama, a living stone. A new soul, a new heart. A new stone with a new name on it.
0: So it's interesting that First Corinthians fifteen talks about a race of people from the dust of the earth. Okay. So the second one, the second man is Yade Vave This is First Corinthians fifteen, forty-seven. The second man is Yadhe Vave from the realm of heaven. The first one made from dust. That's the nefesh soul created out of the earth, hewn from the earth. But the second Adam hewn from the father, that, that emerald came right out of the father's Keter, his crown. Keter is the Hebrew word for crown and came down to earth. That's Messiah. Firstborn from the realm of the dead or firstborn that's hewn out of earth and goes back into the father, descending and ascending. Important you understand this too, because we're talking about the in utero spirit. Now, Nathaniel, you shall see angels ascending and descending. So he showed them the path of lightnings, path of stars, showed them the sephirot. The word angels there is spirits, and it's not just Michael, Uriel, Gabriel, Raphael. It's you. It's your spirit. Your spirit came down that path when you were knit together in your mother's womb yeah. before you were knit together. I knew you. How did he know you? Because that spirit hadn't come down yet. It was yet in the container of souls, yep. in the Father.
1: Amen. Yeah. Everyone comes up and down the same path.
0: So the second race here, now it talks about different races. The race of the first man, uh, that's in First Corinthians fifteen forty-eight. Now, the second race of the second Adam is what? A race of yad He vav he's. Now, how was the race of Israel established, guys? Through circumcision. They were circumcised as adults mm-hmm. and made Israel through circumcision. It's the mark of the covenant. That's what the Bible calls it. Now in the New Covenant, how is the second Adam's race, that's what it's called, the race of yad He vav is it established?
1: Fully circumcised.
0: By circumcising the stones of original design.
1: Okay, the second man is yad Vave. vav uh, let us go to the Sapphire Stone World chart, the Sapphire World's chart. So if the second man is Yadhe vave hey, we know that Yad is what Hakma yad hey hey is Bina Vav you know that's the fire rose the vav the six and then that hey the final hey at the end is Shekinah. so to be a second man
0: mm-hmm.
1: the race yadhe Vave, hey, and if that race of oh hi
0: second man the new creature in Christ is a second man a yad hevave it is written
1: so if circumcision is the sign of fire well, it's just mm. the, the fire is on, yeah. on me right now it's the so that's like the new
0: covenant guys
1: the sign of the covenant this is the sign
0: of the new covenant
1: wow this is really interesting because it's almost <laughs> difficult to english at this point in the fire oh wow thank, thank you Lord. thank you thank you holy holy so yad hevave it's if the circumcision is a sign that you are of the Jewish race. Mm. So if you're a Yad what does that scripture say that you just read? The Yad mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the first man was from the dust of the earth. The second man, Yad Vave, this The first one made from dust has a race of people like him. And the second one has a race of people like him.
1: Heavenly people. Wow. Heavenly
0: people. Heavenly
1: yep. people like him. Yad He Vave. So to become that people, you go up the sapphire stones, you get the dust. The earth dust comes off of you, right? What's that thing that keeps the planet from being a sun, a star, from shining? Dust. Dust. Uh, it, 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 it's Sin the for, foreskin. And iniquity. The foreskin of the dust of the earth. And so, a cosmic circumcision allows that light, because the light, God's always the same. He never changes. So, when that light is coming through, it can permeate that stone and fill it with light. And so, you can reflect the light. When you re- remember, the moon reflects the light of the sun. Even as a rock. Mm-hmm. But the moon's light was diminished. Whoa.
0: But Isaiah s- says the moon will be like the sun.
1: The moon. He said the moon will shine and again. And the sun
0: will be seven times brighter.
1: The moon will shine again.
0: <laughs>
2: the moon
1: will shine again like a star. Seven times brighter. <laughs> How a seven times? Sevenfold. Spirit of God, menorah lamp. Mm-hmm. You're gonna shine again. Taking off that dust of the earth, shaking it loose, taking off the grave clothes. Coming out of the tomb, coming out of black Malkut, and rising. The brightness of your rising.
2: Mm.
1: Open up your, ga- your gates. Open up. Lift up your heads. <laughs> lift up your heads. And let the King of Glory come out. Let the King of Glory enter. That. The king of glory ascend and descend, as the angel of the Lord, Yadhe Vavhe, vav the Lord of angel armies, Lord of hosts. <laughs> and you can rise and become like the yad Vavhe man. So, Hakma, Bina, so that means Hakma. What did we say that is? Absolute. Bina, Berea. The Vav, the Fire Rose, Yetzirah. Yetzirah. And then the Malkut, the Nefesh, Messiah. <laughs> So that's how you become a Yahweh man. Amen. You go up through absolute. And what about that keter, that crown?
0: That's why it says believers' rewards are gemstones.
1: Gemstones.
0: Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the immortal body.
1: And if you should complete absolute, there is a special mission further Where Where than
0: Get the holy child.
1: You, you get something really nice. <laughs> but the most fun part, I think, is. The opportunity to slay Satan. Let's look at the olive. Okay. With hi. the breath hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> to slay the Satan with the breath of his mouth. Mm. That is the olive is the breath of his mouth before the word yad he vavhe came out. It's the very tip of the yad. And but what is that so how are you gonna go up? How do you overcome the stubbornness? You have to overcome stubbornness to go up. Joshua, humble servant of Moses. What's the Moses vision? What's the Moses vision? What's the Moses vision? Sapphire stones. The pattern that he was shown in heaven by God the Father of sapphire stones. And he served faithfully. He, Joshua, son of Nun, and that represents humility. He was a son of Moses, the word that came down through Moses. And that stubbornness is what you work out in the Vav. You see that Vav? That's either going to be uh, a brass heavens, and you can't receive the light of Moses no matter how hard you try, or you get a unified vision for what God has spoken to thee. what is Moses? Moses represents the apostolic. Not the Balaam apostolic, not the Sons of Korah apostolic. Literally Moses, the one who went up and saw the sapphire stones from God the Father and brought back the vision. And then you got Moses and Aaron, and you have the priesthood, and then you have the 70 elders, you have the leadership, you have the rank and the order. Alright, here's a plan. Literally, this is from God. This is what we need to do. Some people have a problem with it. It doesn't work out very well for them, but that does not have to be your case. Dealing with the stubbornness... And the pride and all that stuff of the heart which is you know yet zero you work it all out that thing melting down that thing and if you have a brass heavens your prayers don't go up you just hit like a just a brick wall a brick c- ceiling there might be an issue of the heart what if your sacrifice your prayer of thanksgiving your sac- sacrifice of thanksgiving sacrifice of praise don't bring your thanksgiving and praise to the altar if you have the issue in your heart with a brother or sister. That's biblical.
0: Yeah, I think I still have the temple here. So you, you deal with the burning of the animal outside of the holy place. So there's the water wash basin and then there's the altar. Uh, that's where you deal with all the wickedness of the fallen angels in your nefesh flesh. And once that stuff is... Anathema cursed utterly into the lake of fire Mm -hmm. out of you. Then you can step into the spirit, which is the holy place of gold Mm -hmm. inside the temple. Most believers haven't dealt with the wash basin and the altar Mm -hmm. for their brains or for their heart feelings and emotions, and they're completely animal or demonic.
1: If, If an animal goes to touch the holy mountain, it dies. You understand? Like, if someone is outside of the temple... And they have not brought sacrifice, they are not washed, they are not a part of the priesthood. If you go running, to try and run back there, on your own, like, I'm gonna go see God. I don't need to do all this, I'm gonna go up. And you just go on your own terms, at your own pace.
0: So, this wash basin is also Elijah of Yeah. Yeah, This is where you get faithful to Sandalfon, and old earth to new earth. And they, they that, wa- that wash basin had ten little basins mm-hmm. that it trickled into, representing the cleansing of the whole body, mm-hmm. the washing of the whole the sephirotic mm-hmm. points of the, the sephirotic mm-hmm. body, the heavenly body, which is the Israel of God.
1: Mm-hmm. If the high priest was in danger of dying going into the holy place, and Jesus came to intensify the covenant, what kind of pride are we dealing with cosmic unrighteousness where people... Think they can just go up however, whenever, into the Holy of Holies. I mean, some people, the inner temple, is it ransacked by Canaanites? You're not even going to find the presence of God there. Probably just some demon gods or just they've stolen all the treasures. And you're going to have to recover all.
0: So Jesus said, those who go into the second heavens apart from me are thieves and robbers. Mm -hmm. Apart from me, thieves and robbers are no wash basin and no altar. So they go in with a nefesh not completely crucify with Christ. Mm-hmm. That's how you get second heaven sorcery everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's currently what we're taking down. That's Cain's world.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, so you want to have reverence for the altar, for the temple, the cosmic temple. <laughs> like, I think any of you, if we all went on a... Jump
0: in that wash basin.
1: Get in the water.
0: And then get out and then burn all the stuff in the fire.
1: Mm-hmm. yep,
0: And then go into the holy place. And there, in the holy place, there's 12 loaves of, of bread that you eat that builds up your holy place. Your holy place is your spirit. But notice you can't even get in there unless you've dealt with the demonic influence of your brain, your hand, your eyes, your senses, your reasoning. That's what the water and the fire need to anathema out of you in order to go eat that oh, 12 loaves of bread. That's why people don't value the word, and they're they're very hesitant to give into the bread Of heaven inside that whole realm of gold which is the kingdom because they don't have any value for the food for their spirit because they're entirely carnal once the carnality is killed on that altar now the valuable things the precious things of heaven are easily uh, supported by the believer and the believer has to come to a place where those 12 loaves are the most important thing to them in the holy place where the incense is burning, the altar of incense, which is true prayer, and the twelve loaves of bread, which is food for your spirit. That's the apostolic word, the prophetic commandment. That's where you begin to learn about the sapphire stones. That's where we minister in that place before the throne of the Father, the holiness of holiness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the veil is rent, which means the shekinah is blazing.
1: Amen. amen. We got a big, loud amen from the cat when you're talking about people not, not valuing <laughs> the bread of heaven.
2: Yeah.
1: Now, I was just thinking... I was seeing this. If we all took a trip, a field trip to Jerusalem to see the temple and the holy sites, Jesus's burial, most—I'm pretty sure all of you would consider it holy, and you would be very, like, very respectful. Oh my gosh, this is holy. But then the sa- like the sacred temple of sapphire stones, and it's well, um. you know,
2: <laughs>
1: that's that's where they got the the whole. Everything came down through the sapphire, so earthly like,
0: instead of heavenly. So we got to deal with that earthly. Yeah,
1: that, that is the devil. Yeah. Even. <laughs> Unless they got the black box of black cube of Saturn going on in there right now. Anyway, so it probably mm. needs raised to show the ground. But um
0: don't worry, worry. Our sapphire stones yeah. will create new earth. Mm-hmm. Your ascending is also your descending. Descending of what? God's Shekinah. Mm-mm. So Shekinah descends as the believer ascends in the narrow path. It has to be biblical, it has to be sapphire stones, otherwise you're a thief and a robber. You see a lot of ascension groups these days in mystical, uh, different ministries of Christianity. Guys, I've been around that stuff for a long time, decades, and it's highly demonic. Most of those ministries that have ascension groups are now preaching the salvation of principalities. They're now preaching mm-hmm. the salvation of devils. That's how far off you get if you don't walk the biblical path of Moses.
1: But, <laughs> and let's, that, amen. But, but let's talk about the high fashion world of the Neshama and the Ruah. Because it's all about garments. Garments of light. Garments of splendor. Garments of glory. Remember, this is, this is fashion designer. Dolce and shababa.
0: (laughs) Dolce
2: means milk
1: in Italian. Milk and honey. Dolce, Dolce, what are you wearing? Who are you wearing? Dolce and shababa. Glad you asked.
0: Dolce and shikibaba. Shikibaba.
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: That's Swahili. It's
1: very costly. It literally costs everything. (laughs) Literally. Literally.
0: That's what you get if you repent of your pizza.
1: If you your The dolce
0: and the shiki Well,
1: your, your ruach, as you go through your ruach, you're preparing the layers of that as a garment. So when you go up <laughs> through Yetzirah, you are literally creating this high fashion garment. Where are my, they to be my worn? My neighbors
0: were moving out this week, and the only thing they brought up when they were moving out is pizza. Wow. So, <laughs> That's... That smell that you make in your kitchen that goes through our vents at night—we we won't be missing that. So, oh, that's my pizza. Yeah, they're they're really nice people. I blessed them.
1: Oh, did you have pizza last night?
0: No. Okay. Uh, months ago. It, months ago. No, it, it's, it's plagued their minds for months because I guess wow. my pizza hot box my neighbor's house. As it's written, love your neighbor as yourself.
1: Pizza. Pizza torment. <laughs> they were tormented by the pizza of glory. Pizza salvation is low key about transfiguration. Um, we might teach on pizza salvation. Master this pizza Coming level. this weekend. <laughs> That's why like
0: pepperoni is so close to Rabona. <laughs> pepperoni, Rabona. You think it's coincidence? It's because yeah. of pizza.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay,
0: steereth back, Rabbi Rebecca. <laughs>
2: We're pizza. on the tangent over here. Well,
1: well, well, pizzas. Every when every time I would come to fly to Minneapolis to visit, I would walk by this giant um, mural of this thing at this restaurant at the airport that said, Pizza Salvation. <laughs> and they would have, like, your guys' names written in crayon, crayon by little kids. And uh, one said Jake. Another one I think I saw, like, I think I must have seen Stephanie on there. I'd go, like, Charles. Or, like, it would have, like, the different names of people here in Minneapolis. And it said, Pizza Salvation. And uh, I was shown something... I'll show you guys this, but I would say, the, the fa- real quick, the fashionable, um, fashionable garment, you prepare your ruach, the neshama gets clothed in the ruach. So, if someone is coming, if you've got a nice a holy soul coming literally from the throne of glory, it's not going to want to wear dookie. And
0: you get
2: that
1: Napoleon poop,
0: though, <laughs> so they make it in a hot stone oven. It's well, not going to want to wear dookie. sapphire Jerry. stone oven.
1: Like, if you've just got poop stains on your soul...
0: Pizza Salvation.
1: You're, that, no Nishama is going to want to wear that. I'm just, it's not, it's time to grow and time to grow up. <laughs> but we have to make a night, make it night. Like,
0: I can tell you guys imagine, are drooling. You need to, okay. you need to fat.
1: <laughs> you
0: have the wrong image in your forehead.
1: When you go to sleep at like night, your you see pizza. Just a
0: pizza slice. <laughs>
1: Now, imagine if the president, if if Donald Trump was going to come and visit into the crack house, how many of you guys would be here, like, helping clean up, make sure it looks good, and or, like, we come to your, you know, make it look like we don't actually... Spider's listening. Spider's listening.
0: <laughs> Is it going to smell like animal piss?
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's looking at... But um, if, if, like, the president was coming, you would clean.
0: All you had to do, really, is bake a pizza.
1: Oh you bake a pizza, you probably would.
0: <laughs> hot box the whole place.
1: These guys in probably by would. the
0: nostrils. Like, That's making all you'd be thinking you. about. Man, that smells good, man. Some of
1: you would do that That's if the president pizza. came. You would offer him a pizza. I could do that.
0: Some have said, you have heard it said pepperoni. <laughs> this is Raboni. Yeah, we bring Donald Trump right up on Sapphire Stones to Rabboni Pizza.
1: Rabboni. 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 The first first way
0: to their heart is through their stomach, it is written.
1: The pizza salvation. (laughs) Will, the candle- okay, so, well here- man, there's so many things. This is wonderful.
0: Wives know the way to the husband's heart is through their bellies.
1: Right, so stop making their pizzas and start worshiping God during their pizza time instead and see if they stop. Let still... it be
0: like 12 yeah. slices of the holy place.
1: Like the scourging of his flesh will be. <laughs> Your worship hour is overtaking his pizza Shadrack's time. Shadrach's
0: watching now and I'm like, you Americans fast. You've had enough pizza. You've
1: had enough burgers. <laughs> You've had enough Taco Bell. <laughs> oh. She's talking about me. <laughs> the little hot sauce packet prophecies that you worship. I know. And I hurt. But <laughs> it's <laughs> not sauce. your god. Strange Chocolate fire. Bell stuff. sauce is not your god. Okay? Strange
0: fire sauce.
1: Strange fire sauce. That you ask for in the window every time. These are gods these are, these are your gods. Hot sauce packets.
0: <laughs> these are your gods. Hey, your gods are I your I thought stomach. when it's
1: said, well, you marry me, it was a prophecy that I would receive a spouse. <laughs> oh, it got sad in there. I'm sorry. We pray a blessing over your finding. <laughs> oh, man.
0: How do you know it, pizza is a god? Because Paul the, says, in the your stomachs tree. are your god.
1: <laughs> mm. uh, it's on. Let's look at the demon tree.
0: Demon pizza. Top left pan. Pan. Oh my gosh, like pizza pan.
1: Exactly. Now, this is going to go deep. We're about to uncover the mystery of pizza salvation right now, live on Joel's barn. Mm -hmm. Prepare yourselves. Hallelujah. You might have to pray in tongues a little bit. I prepare my mind for (laughs) pizza I repent (laughs) of
0: the pizza.
1: (laughs) 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 I repent of the wrong pan.
0: (laughs) You pray with your understanding and in mysteries.
1: Pizza salvation Well. Uh, just the other day, I think it was yesterday or so. I had it was one of my memories from like three years ago. I was eating uh, this pizza. The back of the pizza box was talking about this whole forty-year-long journey for Joel and Rachel to have their pizza finally perfected. <laughs> this Joel and Rachel pizza, after forty long years of wandering, and uh, they finally had the pizza that their hearts had always desired to create, and. That just whacked me because that was a memory this week. All right, but let's look at this memory from... All right, this was a dream I had in 2020, in April, but I was waiting to mention it until Brandon mentioned it in November of 2022. I was waiting to see. You know, some of those dreams, you got to let them simmer a little bit and someone will say something and it'll trigger that, like a chain of events. I have been waiting for the day to come when Brandon would speak to me in the natural about the revolution of the sun and moon to heal and transfigure the soul and body, heal and set free the luminaries with their host. Today is the day, the day of the blood moon, November 8th, 2022. And he said this right out of his own mouth, so I knew it was time to resurrect that old dream with the pizza salvation. And this was the dream Mm -hmm. on 424 of 2020, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: pizza pan shopping and fighting Satan. I dreamed that I was shopping during the lockdown with Brandon and some other people. We were looking for pizza pans in a store having fun while Brandon was sharing revelation with us. We ran into a cute, small little girl who had some demon problems. She seemed like an orphan and had some strange abilities she startled us, but I could see that she was desperate for love. I felt Shekinah glory filling my body more and more, and as I started to pour out love to this girl, all of a sudden, as I was showing love to the little girl, as I spoke to her, more and more Shekinah filled my body, and Kavad fell on me heaven, heavily,
3: mm.
1: heavenly, heavily, heavenly Kavad. Mm. The two substances became one in my body, transporting us all into the second heavens.
0: Come on. <laughs>
1: Brandon looked at me and explained that what just happened to my body made me the same type of being that Lucifer was when he was created. He said he knew because when my body transformed from the Shekinah and Kavad, he saw the sun and moon make multiple revolutions around each other, and the pathways of the stars open up. My whole body transformed into an angelic-looking being of light and love, and then Brandon told me that I would have to face against Lucifer, that I could crush him in this form in the second heavens. Mm. And the picture I did not know about Sailor Moon at the time, that, is, that looks exactly mm. Sailor like Sailor Cosmos. cosmos yeah. Amen. And again... That was the dream in 2020. And then last November, I, and I didn't, I didn't mention this. this has been like long history. Oh, three, and one day three and a half years ago.: Yep, And then one day and this is what I wrote in my diary, I've been waiting for the day to come when Brandon would speak to me in the natural realm about the revolution of the sun and Moon to heal and transfigure the soul and body, heal and set free the luminaries with their hosts. Today is the day, the day of the blood Moon.
0: Mm. Oh. amen thank you jesus mm. promises coming to pass from the promised land what's the promised land second heavens
1: only we were looking for a pizza pan now i don't think it's recorded on this but i remember in mm. the i still remember that dream because i revisited it so many times because <laughs> i always kept it in my heart it was
0: fun prophetics is not it Pizza pan. Pizza prophetics. We don't teach you that in Bible college. It's just, it's
1: not that you have to repent from pizza. It's just you have to have the right pan.
0: Mmm. Wow.
1: (laughs) Not pan's labyrinth. You need to have a perfected... Let's look at the world's chart. Sapphire world's chart. It just means, instead of pan's labyrinth, which is Yetzirah, you need to have a holy soul. Mm. And that will become... the thing... The, ooh, the,
0: it's the new world that, spirit. That's the the, the Ruah yeah, soul.
1: Yeah, this is really...
0: See, it's all Ruah there. The new Yetzirah, the Ruah soul.
1: That oil that comes up as you perfect your Ruah and you conquer Yetzirah, it becomes a habitable place, a habitation for the Neshama.
0: Establishing dominance of Ruah, Holy Spirit, over animal soul, Nefesh.
1: And that's the, that's the journey through Yetzirah. And so you'll need that Nishama. You're learning to become a habitation for the higher things of the glory realm and go glory to glory as you ascend on sapphire stones until we reach the point of maturity where we can slay, and it's going to be Christ within you, the hope of realizing the glory. We'll slay Satan with the breath, the olive of his mouth.
0: Wonderful. Thank you guys for supporting the fundraiser for the air conditioner. We've completely successfully raised the funds and sent them all to Shadrach. And it'll be installed very shortly. And I'm sure he'll be talking about it on his amazing broadcast. It's going to be life-changing. I told him to, you know, invest in a winter jacket because it's going to be freezing in there. <laughs>
2: you're going
0: to be freezing hey, your butts off on the equator. it be so cold, you need to wear multiple layers like <laughs> you're in a blizzard in the CFI RLM studio in Nairobi, Kenya. So that's awesome. Thank you guys for supporting that. Uh, it's amazing the love and the support that's coming forth for our works around the nations. And it's so awesome to have the nations growing with us, people messaging me from Finland, and from other nations today around the world. Welcome to Red Letter Ministries. The RLM Global Vision is not complete without you. It will take soldiers from all nations to fulfill this vision from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So welcome on board. Get the resources. Please join us in the RLM Facebook group. There you can scan this QR code right here. And if you're not... In the group, this is what you do. You scan that and join the group. There's also a link in the description and begin fellowshipping with like-minded Christians that are really going after the promises. And the promises are the complete new heavens. It's the apostolic word to Peter that you will bring forth a new heavens, a new second heavens, where righteousness dwells. So it's going to take this kind of teaching of righteousness. It may seem controversial at first. It may make you uneasy at first. Later on, you'll realize it's a harvest of righteousness. It's the understanding of the Song of Moses. It's the higher things of Hebrews 6, training in righteousness. You've had 2,000 years to establish elementary things, baptisms, laying on of hands, Miracles, signs, wonders, those are elementary things. The resurrection and the dead raising of Hebrews 6. Now, if God permits, we shall go forward into the training of righteousness. And it is exactly this right here. Understanding God's original design. It's understanding the fourth day of the names of the stars, which are all the names of Jesus Christ who named the stars, and being established in these higher angelic spheres. Then we get the promises. Then the curse of the fall will absolutely and absolutely be swallowed up in victory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Become tithers. Become monthly supporters. Don't just give flippantly. Bring your sacrifices like you understand the Bible. Understand the temple. That financial altar right there, that altar right there, where you lay down your tithes and your offerings to Yadhe heh Jesus Christ. Not just a flippant thing to be a member of a club like you're joining the Kiwanis Club or the Lions Club, and you're paying your annual dues to some club. Get that humanism burnt out of you. Begin sacrificing like cheerful givers who know they're sacrificing on that exact altar in the heavens, which is on the sun, it's a sun altar, the bridegroom's chamber's altar. It's an altar of the sun where you are to lay down your tithes, your offerings, with revelation you shall give. Therefore, you get Malachi. And when Malachi, it says, If you understand revelatory tithing and offerings and sacrifices of silver and gold and finances to your God, what does the Bible say? Then I will open up for you the storehouses of earth. Heaven, I will open up for you the storehouses in the heavenlies. That's what the Bible says. But it requires you understanding what sacrifices of finances actually are. You're giving the natural dimension to Jesus Christ. You're giving the power Mm. of wealth, which is the power to establish the covenant, to Jesus Through the apostles, according to the book of Acts, it is established as eternal doctrine. And when you do that, you're opening up the storehouses of the heavens. Why? Why does God open up something for you? Because of your obedience? Therefore, He can give you more. If I entrust you with little finances, the Bible says, now, if you are faithful with the little, I can entrust you with more finances. For what? For you? Yes! For you to improve your family's life but only secondly to the primary importance of God's house, like King David. A man after God's own heart. What was David? If you read the Bible about David, obsessed with building God's house, building God's temple, now not on earth, but in the heavens, the second heaven's temple of eternal Davidic rulership over the earth in Jesus' name.
1: So into the rebuilding of what Adam and Eve lost and reap great rewards in that. And sow your money into the destruction of Satan.
0: Amen. We'll see you guys tomorrow.
3: some other doors some more glorious doors (laughs) some doors that you've never considered before for I know the thoughts that I think toward you thoughts of good and not of evil to bring you unto my expected end and you'll go From glory to glory, you'll go from
2: glory
3: to glory. We'll go, oh, we'll go from glory. SHOT! Up your voice